Ya Allah, and he changed his life. And he devoted his life to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he became close to the beloved of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Despite his sickness and his lame foot, he would strive for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we learn from here, there's so many wonderful people out there. They are intelligent, but all they need is a, a loving, in a loving manner, explain to them. We're not saying just break people's idols. But what we're saying is, Seek Allah's assistance and slowly explain to people lovingly. Let's see, how can we turn to something made by man? Or how can we turn to a man who is in need of food and drink and he and she need to relieve themselves, to sustain themselves? And we forget that being who is totally independent, the controller of the entire universe, that being who is free from every blemish, that being who made all of us, so in a wise manner, we explain to one one person, Insha'Allah, Allah will use us for the hidayat of humanity. Don't feel scared, don't feel shy, but lovingly express the message. Present the message respectfully. Allah will give them hidayah. Allah will give people hidayah. In a very similar manner was the hidayah of Hazrat Abu Darda, radiyallahu anhu. His friend Abdullah bin Rawaha, who was very close to him, actually followed a very similar strategy in bringing Hazrat Abu Darda. He was a very prominent businessman in Medina Manuwara. And from the people of Medina Manuwara, he was among the last to embrace Islam. But who was his inspiration, who made efforts on him, was none other than his best friend, Hazrat Abdullah bin Rawaha, radiallahu anhu. What have we done for our friends' hidayat, for our teachers' hidayat, for our associates' hidayat, for our customers' hidayat, for our colleagues' hidayah, for our family members' hidayah? What have we done? Yes, it is our duty and it is our responsibility to so seek our Allah's assistance. And slowly but surely, we will guide them, inshallah, with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning Allah will guide them, inshallah. When, he, when it was the time of the battle of Uhud, his sons were getting ready. Hazrat Amr bin Jamuh, his sons were getting ready. And he was at home and he was feeling bad that he also wants to go. But his children said, Father, you will be rewarded. You stay at home. And... Interestingly, his wife encouraged him as well, subhanallah. We learn sahabiyat always encouraged their families to strive for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they knew this world is short-lived. The objective is Allah's pleasure. And in this, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said to them, allow him to come, what, how he'll be blessed. Maybe Allah will bless him with shahada. And then one report says his wife told him that, oh, it seems that you really want to stay. And you want to stay with the women folk at home, subhanallah. So actually, not that she, she loves him so much, she cared for him so much, but she wanted what's best for him, Jannatul Firdaus for him. This is what we learn from Sahaba, radiallahu So as he's departing from his home, he's saying, Ya Allah, you accept me for your deen, you don't bring me back. And as he goes, and it was the battle of Uhud, subhanallah, subhanallah. In the expedition of Uhud, the Muslims were a thousand, and the Mushrikeen were three thousand. But what happened here was, amongst the Muslims, there were those who were not of their lines, who joined the Muslims just to cause trouble from within. This means hypocrites. They weren't truly Muslims. And what happened here was, Abdullah bin Ubay. Abdullah bin Ubay, him and his few men, caused some such havoc amongst the Muslims. Because when Allah's Nabi took the opinions of Sahaba, that whether we should go to meet them outside Medina Manuwara because they were coming from Mecca to fight the Muslims, or whether we should defend from inside Medina Manuwara, the opinions came that let's go out of Medina Manuwara. Abdullah bin Ubay, who wasn't a Muslim, but he was pretending, 
This is called munafiq, a hypocrite. إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ وَلَنْ تَجِدَ لَهُمْ نَصِيرًا Anyway, he now showed sentiments of anger and being upset because Allah's Nabi did not take his opinion. Allahu Akbar. We learn, mashura is important. But when the Amir makes decision, we must be happy with the decision of the Amir and we should keep the unity of the Ummah at heart and not crumble the Muslims from within. In the chapter Ali Imran, Quran discusses this, how when the Muslims were in front of the Mushrikeen and they were facing each other, at that point, Abdullah bin Ubay encouraged his people and others who were not of him but were affected by that by that scenario they left the battlefield and what they did was in turn crumbling the muslims from within and strengthening the morale of the mushrikeen because they see the muslims split in front of them but still when the battle ensued alhamdulillah allah's help was with the muslims allah's help was with them and muslims were victorious but then allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam set 50 sahaba radiyallahu anhum at a certain point under the amir abdullah bin jubair radiyallahu anhu and allah's nabi said to them don't leave your post and he gave strict instructions for them to leave, to stay and maintain guard and they were guarding the rear of the muslims by the mountain so that the mushrikeen do not make take a flank movement and make a maneuver and attack them from the rear and a few times they did try but this group of 50 archers warded them off when the battle came to its end and the muslims were now victorious collecting booty then the few they felt now the battle has ended the Amir reminded them of Allah's Nabi's instructions, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But the few of them said, no, what Allah's Nabi meant was, as long as the battle is underway, now it's complete. We have to take our share of the booty. And they left their posts. And what happened there was, the Mushrikeen came from the rear and crushed the Muslims. And there was so much of havoc on the battlefield that the Muslims were surrounded. Allah's Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's Mubarak life was endangered from all sides. The Muslims were crushed and Muslims were attacked and a very, very sad event took place. That uh, Allah's Nabi was injured, arrows gorged into the blessed cheeks of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam fell into the pit. They were shooting at him from all directions and Allah was saving him and Sahaba were defending him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was protecting him. And in this, the rumor spread that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has passed away. Ya Allah, what a reaction. What happened to the Muslims at that time? 